Ernest brought Hugo around here is treated like a god. I mean, I'll never find out what he could really do. I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Welcome to Keeping the Nostalgia Alive, the Indiana Basketball Memory Show. I am your host, Billy Powell. There is a new book out. I have it actually right here in my uh, my fat, short, chubby hands. And it's called The Valley Boys, the story of the 1958 Springs Valley Blackhawks by Timothy Wright. He does a fantastic job. He sent me a copy of the book. He actually autographed it for me. Uh, me being originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, and doing this kind of work that I do for the past four or five years, you know, you think that you know everything that there is about Indiana high, high school basketball, but then you don't. So I don't think I will ever know everything that is out there but I, I love keeping the nostalgia alive and, and sharing these stories and doing these interviews and if you're listening you're listening on keeping the nostalgia alive that's all one word keeping the nostalgia alive dot podbean dot com so once you get done listening to this interview uh, you can go back and look through our library and see over 150 interviews of those who played coached, officiated, or had some kind of impact on the game of uh, basketball from the state of Indiana. So with that being said, um, the Valley Boys, the story of the 1958 Springs Valley Blackhawks, I have the coach of the 1957-58 Springs Valley Blackhawks, Coach Rex Wells. Coach, thank you so much for taking some time to help keep the nostalgia alive, chat about the book a little bit, and about uh, uh, your love for the game of basketball. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Bill. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to have some uh, conversation with you. Now, I know that we said that if this uh, this bombs, that we're going to blame Timothy Wright. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that'd be appropriate. <laughs> Coach Wells, tell us a little bit about where you were born and raised, and when were you introduced to this game that is, you know, Hoosier hysteria and a, gun, a game that is loved by just uh, thousands upon thousands. Well, okay, uh, Billy. I was born. I was born in a little village of Orangeville, Indiana. That's a village. That's not a town or anything. It's kind of a in the country, but it's outside of uh, it's outside of West Baden and French Lake, actually, four or five miles. And that was 1932. Uh, uh, lived there for a while, and then we uh, end up. Uh, my mom and dad and my brother we ended up moving into uh into West Baden then and uh went to school at West Baden uh public school uh, in elementary school and of course high school both of us my brother's three <coughs> excuse me my brother's three years younger than I am and uh I think both of us uh were introduced to basketball probably in elementary school when we uh got used to playing on the playground like so many kids in Indiana did. Uh, and then that progressed on, in the junior high. We both played junior high basketball in high school. Uh, but that's pretty much where we were introduced uh, to the game, and I suspect we're not unusual guys. I suppose that happened to many, many, many uh, young people, young folks in Indiana did you have a basketball hoop at the house? Uh, we 
we did not have a basketball hoop in the house. We actually we uh, we had uh, a, an area in West Baden. It was a college. There was a Jesuit college in West Baden, and uh, they had an outdoor uh, they had an outdoor court and a and a goal. And we used to play over there a lot, just in, especially in the summers. We would play there and. Uh, that seemed to be the place where we'd end up playing choose up games, that type of thing. Was basketball your first love, or did you play uh, other sports? Well, you know, back, uh, I, I was graduated in 1950, West Bay and I, and uh, strange enough, you know, there was no football. There was no football. In fact, in Indiana, there wasn't very much football, uh, high school football south of Indianapolis. Very few small schools played football. Uh, we did play base, or no, we did not even have a baseball team, but we did play softball. We did play softball in the fall, and then we'd play softball in the uh, spring. We didn't have track. We didn't have cross country. Didn't have golf. Uh, it, it's that, and that, I would say that would be fairly typical of uh, small town USA high schools, you know. You know, I have a. Uh, I'm looking at a picture right now of your 1949-1950 West Baden squad. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. the the warm ups are. Is that a warm up or is that actually? Did you guys have sleeves on your um, on your jerseys? Uh, I think we did. Probably, I think so. Is the is the picture you're looking at? Uh, are we standing, by the way? Yes. Okay. Well, that would have been a 1950 uh, team. I was a senior that year, and uh, actually, uh, strange enough, that year we had the best record at West Baden High School history. We had won 16 ball games, lost four, I think it was that year, and uh, uh, West Baden, in the history of the school, had only won one sectional. And that was 1935, and uh, strange enough, we were the favorites to win the section on 50, and we had beaten Crosstown French Lick High three times that season, and lo and be enough, we draw, we draw French Lick the opening game of the sectional, uh, and they, of course, beat us in overtime, and that was probably the most devastating loss that I ever experienced in my life. You know, it's interesting to uh, to kind of look through the list of the teams that you guys played, and th those schools were either consolidated or no longer there, are they? They're no longer there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. You know, Indiana back when uh, back when we played in a tournament in '58, I think there was 720 some 28 schools that you know that that started the the IHSAA tournament. Uh, so boy, the today I don't know. Uh, that's probably been cut in half or maybe even more as far as the consolidation movement in Indiana, which happened, really started pretty much in 58 when we uh, when our team consolidated with the French Lick High School, West Baden High School uh, consolidated. I think they looked back and said that was the first consolidation in Indiana. Now, that's what Tim had told me at one time, Tim Wright. 
What was going on in the, what was the state of high school basketball just before you got to West Baden? Was it, uh, I mean, what were you, was it just about West Baden and French Lick and your local teams, or did you pay attention to what was going on in the scope of uh, everything Indiana high school basketball? Well, you know, over the years, uh, French Lick uh, and West Baden, of course, they had high schools that went back to the 20s. And there became a real rivalry, of course, between the two schools. By the way, I don't know if you do, you probably know, but two towns are stuck right together. The French Lick sign of the city is one side of a sign, and on the other side, as you go into town, it would say West Baden. So they're just a mile apart, the two towns. And then, as history goes, back in the 20s, the, the two hotels that were built the resort hotels that were built at the turn of the century there was a big rivalry between the two hotels of course you can see why uh, they both wanted the competition and and they were great places really nice resorts and that carried over to the high schools and uh, i don't know of any well there's probably other small schools in indiana that had this rivalry but i don't think anything like uh, our rivalry between french lake and west baden high it was intense i'm telling you really intense what was it kind of a did did was there a hatred involved was there a respect of each other well you know what uh i think if you read some of the history goes back there there was somewhat of a hatred but not I would really more call it intense competition between the schools. Uh, I, I suppose the older folks would have that term hatred, but you know the players, the players kind of they respected each other, and it was every night that we played that was a big, big uh, event. Gym was always full, sold sold out, and the games were very intense, very, very intense. Was it hard to get a ticket? Oh yeah, yeah, it was hard to get a ticket. Yeah, and you, and 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 Bill, you got to realize that the gyms were only probably uh, uh, eleven hundred thousand people, eleven hundred to get in. And of course, French Lake and West Baden population was I don't know, maybe a couple thousand at that time, maybe twenty five hundred people. So yeah, it was hard to get in, and everybody wanted to see a game. It was the entertainment. It was the entertainment. I, I don't. We didn't. I don't remember TV at all until I don't know. Maybe after I went to college, that would have been in '51, two and three, long in there. But I don't remember any TV, high school TV games back then. Radio, yeah, radio. Did you play any baseball? You know, <laughs> excuse me. I, uh, I did not play, of course, we didn't have baseball in high school, but that doesn't mean that we didn't, you know, play a lot of pitch and catch because we did, uh, kids around. But uh, end up that I played, uh, and I love baseball. That was really my best sport. I played baseball in college. I, pl- I went to Hanover College. And I played baseball and I played basketball there and I also played football. Uh, not having played football in high school was kind of strange. Uh, it just turned out that uh, uh, I was a PE major in college, and uh, it turned out that 
had to take a football class in college, so one of the things that the coach did, and he, uh, he, the teacher was the football coach too, uh, he had us all check out equipment, and we would be the uh, hamburger squad for the varsity football team. Well, long story short, I was uh, I was pretty fast and pretty quick uh, as a athlete in school, and I think he saw maybe a little talent. So uh, during my junior year in college, then I made the varsity football team, and I played varsity football for two years at Hanover College. How would Rex Wells describe his his basketball prowess? Well, I think that I was, uh, as far as as ability, I I know one thing, I was quick. I I had a a quickness about my feet and I think about my hands. And, of course, basketball was just absolutely my, uh, me and my brothers, that was our whole entertainment when we grew up. that's That's all we did. There wasn't a day gone by, winter and summer and spring and fall, that we didn't shoot basketballs. Uh, I was a two-handed set shot, not a one-handed. I shot two-handed from outboard. I was a guard. I was about, I don't know, 5'11", maybe, probably, especially during my junior and senior year. And uh, I don't know, I pride myself on playing defense. That was one of the things my coach taught me in high school, that if you can hold your man to less points than you made, then you've uh, you've done your job. And I think that carried over my coaching as well. I know it did. Now, now, and of course, uh, and of course, in high school, my coach was a disciplined uh, coach that demanded to be in shape. And I mean, he put us through the the drills to keep us really in shape and I know in high school we won ball games the last quarter of the game many many times because we out uh, we were in better shape than the opposing team that carried over to the 58 57 58 basketball team very definitely carried over did you ever, while you sat in history class or math class or whatever at West Baden, did you kind of, did you, what did you foresee yourself doing? Did you, did you think that you were going to uh, eventually come back and, and uh, did you think you were going to coach high school basketball in Indiana? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I really don't think so. I wanted to teach, well, first of all, Bill, when I went to college, uh, I wanted to be, actually, I wanted to be a civil engineer. So coming from a real small high school, West Baden had less than 100 kids in high school. So, you know, I didn't have the, the, the courses that, that would be for for that uh, profession. Uh, so I go to Hanover the first uh, fall of my freshman year and I go in the gym I remember that so definitely I go in the gym and I go to this table it said engineering pre-engineering and uh and and the professor he you know he was pretty cool he didn't get up and shake my hand or anything and uh he said well well tell me tell me have 
have you had any chemistry in high school? I said, no, <clears throat> no, no chemistry. What about uh, another course or two? And I said, no, what about physics? And I said, boy, I, I can't even spell civics. Well, I don't <laughs> think I said that. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he said, you see that guy over on the other side of the table there? Uh, yeah, he said, the big guy, big tall guy, ball-headed, yeah. He said, why don't you go over and talk to him? I said, okay, fine. So I did. So I go over, and this happened to be the football coach and the athletic director and the PE department leader of Hanover College. He jumps up. He runs around the table. He shakes my hand, and he says, hello there. What's your name? And I said, well, I'm, I'm Rex Wells. And he said, Rex, I am the football coach at Hanover College. I am the athletic director here, and I'm also the head of the physical education department that's physical ed not phys ed it's physical ed wow i was really <laughs> i was really blown away i said he said well i see you come from the engineering table uh did you well you wanted to be an engineer and i said well yeah i think i did he said well i'll tell you this rex wells if you sign up to be a pe major you'll be an engineer of people I remember that story as well as I'm sitting here, and that was 50, 60 years ago. Wow. And what why, what was the reasoning for you to choose Hanover College, and would you have gone someplace else, but what made your decision Hanover? <laughs> well, uh, interesting there, the good question. Uh, number one, uh, I really, I had a scholarship to go to University of Nebraska, uh, the the guy that coached University of Nebraska had been an Indiana coach, high school I think, and maybe coached at Indiana University a year or two. And he had he had recruited me from high school, and I was to go there on a on a partial scholarship. By the way, my brother ended up going to the University of Nebraska, and he did uh, go there and play three years varsity at the university. But anyway. Uh, before I decided I might go to uh, Nebraska, I uh, looked on the map one time and I saw there was a couple, three states between Indiana, southern Indiana and Lincoln, <laughs> Nebraska, and I said, I don't think so. <laughs> I, said, I said, I don't think I can, I can do that. Well, turns out that a friend of mine uh, went to Hanover and uh, he, uh, he was a real good friend in fact he was my hero in high school uh and he had been in the military been in world war ii had been in uh, combat in the in the islands and all and he went to hanover and i don't know he's he kind of said hey why don't you uh why don't you come over and, and visit and we'll uh go around and meet the people and, and that's what happened and, and i fell in love with hanover college that's how it all happened uh, was your brother older than you or younger? He was younger. He was three years younger, yeah. And he did get a full-time scholarship. He played three years in Nebraska as a starter, and uh, he played against Wilt Chamberlain when he was in Kansas, and uh, he was a good basketball player. My brother was. His name was Bill also. And he shot a, a one-head and jump shot, which was back then in the early 50s, was eh, not not too uh, common, but uh, there wasn't that many, you might say, 
back then, uh, one-handed jump shots. And did Bill play with uh, Herschel Turner at Nebraska? Bill did play with Herschel Turner. Yes, he did. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, In fact, Bill uh, and Herschel would, uh, you know, drive back or come home at Christmas and when they had time off together. Yeah. So, I so, think, did Herschel Turner go to Short Ridge High? Yes, he did. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were, they were friends, and they played, yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me about a little bit about your, your, your athletic career and your sports career while at Hanover College. Uh, I, was, I was a football player two years. I played one year. I was a fullback, and then I think of my junior year, I was – pretty much a defense and some halfback uh, playing time. Uh, I played two years of football. I played three years of baseball, a second baseman. I made all-conference baseball two years, junior and senior year. I led the, I led a, a batting, I had a good batting average my senior year. Uh, I played two years of basketball, but uh my junior year, I decided not to play because of football, and it worked out better. It worked out better because I wasn't getting that much playing time uh, as a as a high school or a college basketball player. But uh, after high school, or I mean after college, I, or during the summers, I played semi-pro baseball in in Southern Indiana, Jasper, Indiana, specifically for three summers. And I don't know, it just seemed like that things were working out pretty good. I had a coach or a, a scout that that made contact with me in the summer of 1954, and uh, he came down to my home in West Baden. I signed a, uh, I signed a minor league contract with the old Washington Senators. And I was to be report to Florida to a spring training, minor league spring, spring training uh, uh, place. I think it was Winter Garden, Florida. That's where we were supposed to be, and I was to go there. Well, long story short, there was a Korea War going on, and I had been deferred from the draft. But after college, then I was drafted. Uh, I was drafted in December of 1954. So I leave for the Army in December of 54. Uh, but prior to that, my superintendent at West Baden, he had asked me, would I coach the 7th and 8th grade team before I left, and I was really excited about that, and I did. I coached seventh and eighth grade team, West Baden Element or uh, Junior High School boys. Turns out those boys, uh, four or five, six of those boys that I coached before I went in the Army, they became Spring Valley Blackhawks. And I think you read that in Tim's book pretty much. He's got it outlined pretty well. So how long were you in the Army? I was drafted for two years, spent two years in Germany, uh, playing soldier, 
I did get to play baseball in a regimental uh, army team, and we played all over Germany. And that would have been in 1955 and summer of 56. I was discharged in October of uh, 1956. Uh, my job in the Army was uh, pretty much athletic and recreation, they call it, A&R, athletic and recreation. So I spent most of my uh, Army life in, in dealing with... Uh, Oh, facilities like I, I was responsible for managing a, a gymnasium on the base in uh, Schweinfurt, Germany, and that type of thing. And, and I played a lot of basketball in the Army, too, by the way. And so you're you're back home after your stint in the army, and uh, yeah. Do you, uh, yeah. what do you can what what do you go on, uh, and how do you get into basketball coaching again? Well, okay, uh, that's kind of an interesting story. Well, I'm in the Army, and my father was very sick, and uh, I had what is called an emergency leave in uh, December of 1955. My father was passing away and, and dying. Uh, uh, he'd, he he didn't live with us he lived in another town so I came back from the army for a emergency leave uh, turns out that dad had already been buried and everything and uh, so I got back uh, had a few days before I had to return to Germany and it just turned out that on a Friday night before I was uh, going to fly back to Germany uh, I attended a West Baden High School basketball game. So I'm at the ball game, and uh, the superintendent of the school, who was the superintendent when I was in high school, he saw me, and I was there in the stands or something, and he came up and said, Hey, uh, sure glad to see you back, et cetera. Uh, and he told me, I told him all about the conditions in which I was there and this, that, and the other. He said, Would you be... Uh, able to see me next week before you leave and I said well yeah I would be happy to see you sir so what happened during that interlude is he said to me Rex we are going to make a change uh, in the basketball coach here next year and uh, would you be interested and I said well I don't know maybe I would be uh, he said, well, we're interested in you. So I guess right then and there, that became my career, really, for at least 10 years. Uh, I got back to Germany. I signed a contract to teach. I was going to be getting out in October, uh, 1st of October, 1956. So I returned to Indiana and West Baden, and I began teaching and coaching the West Baden Sprudels. That was the nickname of the West Baden team. Uh, coaching the West Baden Sprudel basketball team in October of 1956. Turns out that four or five, I guess it would be five of those kids uh, that I coached in, in junior high w were then on 
they were the West Baden High School, pretty much the first four or five guys on the West Baden High School team, first five. And so I coached West Baden the final year that West Baden was a high school. Because in the summer of 1957, the two towns, West Baden and French Lake, they had a vote to consolidate the two schools, and the consolidation referendum passed, and lo and behold, uh, there was no more high schools in French Lake, and the name of the high school was history, West Baden-Sprudels was history, and I was selected as the first Spring Valley High School coach on August the 1st, 1956. And uh, lo and behold, I never thought I would be the coach because I figured the French Lake coach would be the one that got the job, frankly, because he had been to, he had been at French Lake, I think, for three years, and, of course, I had only been in West Baden for one. But it kind of happened that my record of West Baden of 15 and 7 was a little better than his record uh, that year, and uh, I got the job. I ha- I hadn't even thought I would get it. I uh, didn't even plan to get it. In fact, I had enrolled at Indiana University to start working on a on a master's degree, and and uh, yeah, I didn't realize I was going to. Uh, I didn't realize I was going to be the Spring Valley High School first first coach. Never in my wildest dream was I going to be that coach, but I, it did happen. What was the atmosphere? What was what was the feeling like when you know West Baden is no more, and now it's Springs Valley? You know, there's the consolidation and the new school. I mean, was there was was it a was were people was was it upsetting that they did it that way, or did people come together? Uh, Bill, it was. It, I, I guess I could say that there was a lot of old time hard. Uh, French Slick fans, you know, prior year fans, prior year players and all that was very loyal to their school as was with West Baden. Same. And uh, I think for all practical purposes uh, this vote was a shock to almost everybody. I really do believe it. Uh, It just happened that I, I I don't know, I guess it was destiny or something, but the vote was not that close. The vote was three to one in favor of consolidation. And I always had the theory that most people didn't get out to vote because they didn't think it was going to pass, and and there had been talk of consolidation for many, many, many years prior. But it never happened. But in 1957, in June, I think it was, around the middle of June, they had a vote, and lo and behold, it passed. And now we are Springs Valley High School. Well, actually, yeah, we're Springs Valley School Corporation. And uh, the high school hadn't even been named. Of course, it was then named Springs Valley High School. And I think the record shows that I was the first employee to be hired. <laughs> Now you you you've become the head coach 
when do you kind of sit down or, or are you already thinking about who you have on your team and preparing for the season? Well, that's really interesting because, uh, uh, you know, I, I, knew, I knew the French Lake players. Heck, heck yes, I knew them, of course. And, uh, and of course, I had a pretty good feel of the West Baden players. And I, I, I just, I just kind of knew that there was going to be some awfully good players in this uh, group of kids. Um, thing about it, politically, uh, and looking back now, 60 years ago, I didn't know much about politics, but it just turned out by fate, I guess, or by natural selection of ability. Uh, it just about turned out even. French Lick and West Baden kids that made the varsity, and by, and by the way, there was competition, of course, to to be a varsity player. It wasn't automatic. And it turned out it just about ended up half and half. West Baden High kids and the French Lick players. Um, and politically... Uh, it, it turned out pretty good, to tell you the truth, because it, it, if it had been more West Baden and less French Lick kids, it could have been a pretty bad situation uh, if the old Spring Valley team started losing ball games. if you know what I mean. You know, I always have that, uh, uh, yeah, I always have that uh, image in my head of the movie Hoosiers, and he goes to the barber shop, yeah. and they give him the 10th degree <laughs> did yep. you did you have that down there or was it a well, different I don't kind know. of a Well, it we had did you I don't know if you've read all the book yet. Have you read uh, any of the book? Yes, I have. Okay, well, Tim in his book, Tim Wright has portrayed an awfully uh, uh realistic atmosphere uh when he talks about that barbershop environment in his book about the old timers are sitting around and they're talking about that this is going to be a fiasco this uh, consolidation is just going to be crazy it's not going to work why did they why did they want to change things and who in the heck would have hired this young 25 year old coach who wasn't even wet behind the ears he's just a young pup that's what Really, I think if I would know on the real true world there, I think that's probably what was being said before the season ever started. What did you think you had, and how many games into the season did you think that you had something special? Uh, you know, in looking back, you know, I'll say this, uh, Bill, before you I answer or try to answer that question. Uh, I've waited 60 years. I've waited 60 years for this story to be told. Uh, I uh, I look back now and I'm thinking back of all the things. And you know, being 24 years or 25 years old, I was pretty young and and I don't know, I idealistic somewhat. I, I guess I never give it a thought that uh, that we were go not going to have a successful season. The first game we played, we played a good team, and we won that ball game, and everybody in town was pretty excited, and I know all of us were. 
but it was kind of a thing. Well, you know, they won the, that first ball game, and we'll see how it goes. But after about the fifth ball game, after about the fifth ball game, me and my assistant coach, his name was Kaiser, Warren Kaiser, we began to think, hey, you know, I think we've got a pretty darn good team because we're undefeated now. And we saw we saw the community kind of come together. Um, heretofore, you'd see the... French League fans, they'd all still be dressed in their red and white colors. That's what the school was. And, of course, the West Baden group, they'd be dressed in their purple and white and, and setting on each side of the of the pep club on each side. One one area would be kind of the West Baden guy, the people, another were at French Lake. Well, you know, after about the fourth, fifth game, and we, we had won, we were, we were winning – which was pretty good. We saw, uh, and the team players saw it too. They said, "Wow! Now the now we see the black and white colors of the Springs Valley Blackhawks." And I thought about then uh, we had the making of a very very good team. Now don't get me wrong. There wasn't any way in the wildest imagination of anyone, anyone in the valley, and they called the West Baden French Lake towns the valley, uh, would we ever think that we would end up one of the final four in March of 1958? In fact, Orange County, Orange County High Schools, there was four, West Baden, French Lake, Orleans, and Paola, Orange County High Schools had never won a regional in their history. And here at Springs Valley, we, uh, I, I don't know, it, it was a, a, a rendezvous with destiny, I guess is what I always call it, where we ended up in the final four of the, of the IHSA basketball tournament. In an era, I might say, that was single-class uh, tournament basketball, of course, were the little schools, they, they played the big schools, and it created quite a sensation in, in Indiana. I think that's why they called it Hoosier Hysteria, you know. Yes. So you get to the sectionals, and was there a point in time in the sectionals where you thought you guys were going to get beat? And tell us about that momentum getting to the Final Four. Well, first of all, we we go through the first half of the season. We're nine and zero, uh, and I'm really uh, I'm I'm pretty excited, and I know everybody is. And we got a lot of local press, the local paper, the Orange or Orange County papers. They were really writing up some pretty fantastic articles about uh, about the new Blackhawk basketball team, and. Uh, so we had Christmas break. Uh, I know me and the wife, we left uh, French Lake, uh, drove to Texas. To I wanted to see some of my Army buddies, you know. I'm just out of the Army one year. And so we drove to Texas and visited our Army buddies and got back and started the new year. And the second half was uh, 
pretty much, uh, well, I won't say anything like the first because we had better, uh, we had smaller teams in the first half, and we weren't quite knowing so much, but in the second half, we had everybody really wanting to get to us. And so uh, it became pretty challenging. We ended up uh, having uh, a couple, three games where we just pulled it out in the last quarter. Uh, a couple games, we actually pulled out one game we pulled out in the last uh, uh, last 10 seconds. And that was a Providence uh, school in New Albany where we played them, and they were they were just on a, they were going to beat us. That, no, no question, they were going to win that ball game. But uh, we pulled it out, and uh, then we go down to the last ball game at home, and it was we're 17 and 0, and we're playing a, a team, Salem, Indiana, and it was they had a good basketball team, but we ended up kind of overconfident, I think, and we're down at the half, four or five points, third quarter. I think the record showed we were eight points down. Well, it turns out that the French Lake Hotel had planned a huge party for the school after the ball game with the understanding, hey, we're going to win it. It's no question we're going to be undefeated. We're going to win the, win the, win that last game. And it's kind of interesting. They, they had a huge uh, axe, uh, ice carving. They had a huge ice carving at the hotel getting ready for this party after the game which said 18-0 well I know at halftime we didn't know it, it, it looked like we weren't playing our best and we weren't at that point but we got going and the last quarter we pulled it out we won that ball game by I don't know 6 or 7 points so now we are 18-0 undefeated new school have never been de- been defeated, and that theme became prevalent all through the rest of the th- uh, the rest of the th- two months, uh, because no other school, you know, uh, other schools of course had been beaten in their history, but with our history only five months, four months old, uh, we were we had never been beaten. Never. So we entered the sectional. Um, we weren't the favorites. Huntingburg High School was the favorite. They were ranked, I think, eighth in the state that year. They had a great team. They were really outstanding. I only lost one or two games. So we play Du Bois High School, our first game, and we eked by by four points. I think the game was... Uh, as I remember, it was tied with less than a minute to go. We're undefeated. We had beaten Du Bois two weeks before in a season game, and they had, and they were really geared up. They were going to beat us, and uh, aren't and darn near did. By the way, the game was played in Huntingburg. It was a big uh, gym sellout, 6,500 people there in a one of the new subterranean type gyms that they started building in Indiana at that time. So that first game, we, we defeated Du Bois and got, got through that game. And then the next game was Saturday. It was a, would have been a Saturday afternoon game. Forget who we played then. But anyway, we won that one. So now we're, we're hooked up with Huntingburg, who's ranked about, 
I think it was eighth in the state. We're not ranked. We're not ranked at all. We're the underdog. Well, what can I say? We start off just like a house of fire. We couldn't miss. We just did everything right. We were playing terrific defense. We ended up beating Huntingbird by 25 points. And it was a, I mean, the Huntingbird team and the fans were shocked. They were in a state of shock. They could, they just couldn't believe it. They just could not believe it. And I'm sitting there as a coach thinking, wow, what is happening, you know? We weren't even supposed to be close to Huntingbird. But it turned out we played a flawless game. Everything was perfect. I mean, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't explain how, how, how it was. We just played terrific. So here we are now. We're 21 and 0, and uh, we've won that first sectional as the school. Never been beaten, but yet we're still the underdog. The next week we play the regional. The regionals played same place at Huntingburg, sellout crowd, 6,500 maybe, even more, standing room only. So we play a team, I forget the name of the team we played in the afternoon. It's all on Saturday, by the way. There wasn't a Friday night, a Saturday night game. like It's all on Saturday. And we win the afternoon game, and Vincennes High School, they were the favorites in the in that regional, they definitely were the favorites. They uh, bigger school, much bigger school than than we were, of course. And they played and won their afternoon game. So now, now we're teamed up with Vincennes High School. We're playing Vincennes High School in the finals of the regional in 1958. Uh, it would have been March, I think. Yeah, March the. 8th, I think it was, yeah. Saturday, March the 8th, we're playing Vincennes High School. So we start out, and uh, they get the jump on us, and at the first quarter, we're down four or five points. Not playing too bad, but we're hanging in there, and they're good. They're really good. They had a height advantage of us. Uh, They were just all around good, and of course, uh, we were all around good, too, not to give us... uh, but anyway, here we go. We're I think at the half we might have been tied, maybe. But maybe we were down a little bit. Third quarter, I know we were down by nine points at the third quarter, and it did look pretty. It it looked pretty uh, much like we might not pull this thing out. But somehow, Bill, and I, I'm just sitting here thinking now, how in the heck did it happen? We kept plugging away we kept hanging in there we kept playing great defense we kept playing good team basketball and by the way our kids had a passion for the game that you just can't believe I know that that passion was so intense it was so much the fact that you know what we're not giving up we're not giving up we're down we're down nine points we're not going to give up well turns out we did we did tie the ball game we ended up tying that ball game and and if i could remember i don't know how but somehow somehow we tied that basketball game at 54 points each and i know i was pretty excited because uh 
I, I thought it might be over. Both Doc and I sat there on the bench and said, you know what, this may not, this may be it. So now we're tied with the regional with Vincennes, and we play an overtime, and it's back and forth, back and forth. Now the ball game is nearing the last uh, minute or so, and I'd say a minute and a half, but we're five down. It's 54 to 59, and it looked like it was over. But again, again, they... I'm talking about the team. They never gave up. They just never gave up. Turns out we are now down one point with 10 seconds left, 10, 11 seconds left in the ball game. Score is 58, 58 to 59. Vincennes by one. They've got the ball. The kid out front, uh, the guard of Vincennes, out front, he comes down the court, he's got the ball, turns out he passes the ball to the other guard who is standing pretty much in the center of the court, and they're just going to hold the ball for the game to end. Our little guard, who was so quick with his hands, I don't think anybody could be any quicker with hands than this little guard. His name was Frankie, <coughs> excuse me, Frankie Self. Just as that toss came to that guard, and about the time it reached that guard's hands, our guard's hands grabbed that ball right out of his grip, dribbled half the court, went up high, laid the ball. He was only five foot six went up high, laid the ball in the basket, and now we're one point ahead of Vincennes. Turns out, <clears throat> turns out that they fouled, I think they fouled somehow, fouled him again or uh, at the end of the game. <clears throat> and he had uh, two free throws and he made them both. And so we win the game we win the game, I think, with 62 to 59 in overtime. First team in Orange County that have, had ever won a regional. We're now headed to Evansville the next Saturday to play the Sima State at Roberts Memorial Stadium, which seated about 12,000 people. And we're matched up against Gertzmeyer of Terre Haute, which was a. a a name of history in basketball as far as Indiana is concerned. And we're the underdogs yet again. Uh, but now we're ranked about oh, eighth in the state, I think, by the ranking system. Uh, we play an outstanding game in the afternoon and beat uh, Gertzmeyer. I think we were up maybe by 11 points at the end. And then the after-the-night game, Princeton High School had upset Jeffersonville, who was ranked second or third in the state of Indiana that year, and they were expected to be in the Final Four without question. But this Princeton team, in the afternoon of the semi-state, played, uh, they played a marvelous game, outstanding. And lo and behold, beat this Jeffersonville team, who was expected to win. Well, night game, Springs Valley's playing uh, Princeton, and we ended up 
beating Princeton. Now, now we're 25 and 0. Uh, we're called the People's Choice in Indiana. We're called the Cinderella Team. We're called everything you can imagine. And we're in the final four of the Indiana High School Basketball Tournament, which will be played on Saturday, March the 22nd, in the old Butler Fieldhouse, now called uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse, and on the campus of Butler University. And here we are. We're matched to play against the favorites, of course, of the tournament, which was Fort Wayne South. School had 1,800 kids in high school, and, and Valley had 325 kids in high school. So there was a big, big uh, story in itself right there that uh, they called it the David versus Goliath in the uh, in the papers, and wondered if Valley would be another Milan team that won the state four years prior, et cetera, et cetera. Well, as they said in the articles, the slipper came off of the Cinderella team when they were defeated by the favorites, the Fort Wayne South uh, team, 55-42. to 42. Uh, Everybody, of course, was devastated, and it was a big disappointment. As a coach, frankly, Bill, I never thought in my wildest dream, frankly, that we would get beat. I thought we would win the tournament. It, it just never, never occurred to me that we would get beat. And I don't think our kids thought it would. We ran on to the Fort Wayne team. They had a seven-foot center, first, uh, first seven-foot center that ever played Indiana basketball. And by the way, he wasn't a fluke. He was very, very good. And then they had two guard or two forwards on each side of him that was six five and six four, and of course they had two great guards out front. Well, they did beat us, and they and they were supposed to. They did. They were the favorites. They were expected to win. They did. However, it was very very pleasing to me because we played Fort Wayne South the second half even for even. We played them even the second half. I know when the coach and I left the court. He said to me, he said, uh, Coach, uh, man, he said, you guys really played tough, and I'm glad we got through it because if you'd have had a couple, three more minutes, he said, I don't know. I, I, don't, I think we were running out of gas, and you were getting your second win. That's what he told me. And that's true. That's what happened. So now we lost. Fort Wayne went on that night and beat the next team that they played. Uh, they beat them 36 points that night. So... Although we got beat, uh, I guess really, in all fairness, we uh, we made a good uh, we made a good showing. No question about that. People were proud of us, of course they were in the valley. But here it is, one one ball game that we lost. So we were 25 and 0 for 32 minutes that had never lost a game ever in Indiana. And uh, one reporter had asked me what I thought about losing the game and I don't know I made some silly remark like you know what I don't think we lost that game I said I think the time ran out on us wow that's very well said I, I did I, I, I truly believe in my <clears throat> in my heart I thought 
I thought we'd win the state tournament. I didn't think anybody could beat us. And I think really, if, and of course it's big if, if we had beaten Fort Wayne, I, we would have won the tournament. I'm convinced we'd have won it. It's a great story. It's one of the, you know, it's a unique story. It's not just about winning 25 basketball games in a row. I mean, the, this story goes beyond that. It goes about two communities that were really rivals and became kind of uh, uh, putting away old feelings and having a kind of a new new lease on life. And it 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 it's still to this day in French Lick and West Baden, it's still talked about as being, you know, uh, one of the really great events that brought these two towns at least together and planning things together down and doing things that they never would have done before. So uh, the story is is more, you know, it, it's more than just uh, the basketball team. However, don't get me wrong, the basketball team contributed quite a bit to having this attitude changed. It did.